Hello and welcome to RP Geeks, where we do Dungeons and Dragons and science, science Sorry. set in the sci-fi world of Brax again too. We are four science communicators who love to play D&D and then afterwards talk about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that have come up in the game. Uh, my name is Sharmini, I use she, her pronouns, I'm a science documentary filmmaker and I am playing Tenebris. Um, who I always struggle to to describe because I could either use D&D terms or not D&D terms, but she looks kind of like this because I'm cosplaying her right now and she also uses she her pronouns, but she has weird friends and powers. Uh, Simon. Uh, hi, I'm Simon. I do not cosplay as my character. Uh, that is, that's going to be a stretch goal because it would involve shaving my head. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, tattooing a barcode on it. And having no Yeah, the Skittles belt. barcode on the back yeah. of my head. Flappy robes. Flappy robe. And the rope. Let's not forget the hundred feet. <laughs> the belt. Yeah, but the rope isn't isn't there because the rope isn't technically part of the cosplay because the rope's always somewhere else. Yeah. So my name's Simon. I do videos and um, streams and a book. And uh, about science, and I. There's a copy Euro. of your book next to you right now, I think. Where is it? Other side. Oh, oh wait, there. I'm in Emily Bates's studio. Oh, I can, <laughs> hey! I can, like, a cat and just knock everything over. Look, here we go. It's, it's already it's, basically on the floor. This one is signed one. by me. Oh, it is signed one. Yay! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> People, oh, it's yeah. backwards. Never mind. No, it's Oh, oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It is on, stream, on stream, oh. it is not on Zoom. Um, yeah. So, oh, no. um, Uriel is a dwarf monk within the rules of 5e, but he's a cybernetically enhanced human on the path to leaving the mortal flesh behind and becoming one with the machine. Speaking of which, Emily Bates, what's your character? <laughs> Hello, uh, my character is a machine. She's a machine. Um, I play. Hello, I'm Emily Bates. I use she, her pronouns, and I play Infinite Sky 6000, who is a terraforming druid droid. I do like describing it that way. I will never cosplay her um, because I would love to, but it involves screens, and I just don't think Get donated, could, I have the money. Be like body themed, paint. right? You could be infinity themed. Look. Yeah. I'm not doing a body paint. No, what are those morph suits? not do a body paint. What are those morph suits? And then we just splatter you with like stars. Uh, I like the idea. If someone else would like to do it, I would love to see it. <laughs> I'm not con, doing it. That's going to happen. Con, someone, con, someone. Con, con, con. Uh, I'm the DM. I use he, him pronouns. I have a few more centimeters to go. Roll the film. That's the thing. I don't know if this is going to work. Let's find it out, will. shall we? Hopefully, the intro video is going to roll now. So, where were we? I'll tell you where we were. The party have found themselves in the bayou. The bayou. bayou. The bayou. Searching for a way to get to Gunker, the great city, which is the portal to space. Um, after landing in a strange-shaped tooth, like ship, they trekked through the swamp and eventually came upon an abandoned barge lying alongside a meander in one of the rivers leading out of this swampland. Infinity crossed the river to search inside, but after looking around and finding a number of interesting things, some maps, a little vial of something, a bag, the bag? strange things started to happen. The first was that Infinity 
seemed to inhale something and then had a sudden urge to sneeze and sneezed herself seemingly into a frog. <laughs> and disappeared. Infinity now, a frog, on the deck, Uriel came to see what had happened. Uriel <laughs> came aboard the boat, looked inside, whereupon he met an inflating priapic satyr-like creature who constantly kept asking him for tea and approaching him and Uriel was backing off and backing off and this thing was inflating and inflating until finally Uriel toppled off the back of the boat into the mud and then the setter exploded into a million butterflies which flew off into the hot afternoon sun of this oozing swampland. And while that was happening, Tenebris, from the other side of the river, standing at the foot of the tree that they had been waiting at, used her powers to reveal a tiny floating object above the deck of the ship, outlined in rays of Tenebris's power. Infinity, the frog, Infinite frog, took this opportunity to try and eat it, as frogs are wont to do with small fly-shaped objects. She succeeded and ended up with a mouthful of crushed metal components and it's with that that everyone rolled initiative is it just me or is everyone else feeling like ali's reading them a bedtime story oh yeah and it's about to become a horror really tense uh... bedtime story building up to the to the scary bit oh how do we feel about that maybe i mean i'd rather not be an initiative but (laughs) (laughs) it's lovely relaxing music so great Mm, i feel good about it it's lovely relaxing music well good well everybody rolled initiative last time and tenebris you are going first so here's what you see you're stood at the base of this uh mangrove tree um in this thick alluvial mud that reaches up to your knees you look across through the very very bright late afternoon sun dazzling your eyes you find it difficult to see but you do make out the silhouettes of a figure on this boat that's uriel just off the side so actually not even on the boat off the edge of the boat you can see the outline this black outline of this barge in the sun and you saw for a second the shimmering outline of something very small which then disappeared what would you like to do um and and i heard also uriel shouting across the river like you know get it or it's coming for me or get away from me it's coming for me was not a phrase i would have used (laughs) you heard uriel shouting a lot of like socially awkward uh excuse me i don't think i want to be involved with this uh that's not that's not a thing that i do like and then that was it that's our party in a nutshell really isn't it (laughs) in a fantasy world where i could be anything i still chose to be socially awkward says a lot Well, I mean, that would be mean, so I'm not going to do that. Um, so Tenebris has tried to, you know, do something, tried to help, tried to believe Uriel that there was an, an invisible creature coming for him, at him, whatever. Sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and tried to light something up. It promptly disappeared. Infinity's disappeared. Uriel's just lying in some mud. Um, Tenebris is going to shout and she also can't see very well because it's too bright here <laughs> would, would you like would you like some 
some calming magic? Oh, well, hang on. Oh, no, talking is out of is out of sequence, right? Uh, you can talk. Yeah, you can answer. Yeah. Um, God, hang on. I'm just trying to put myself in Euro's shoes. Right, fly off giant penis. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I could. <laughs> oh bloody hell! I just knocked my phone off the desk. Sorry, I'm in a new setup. I'm not used to this, <laughs> these surroundings. <laughs> My distances are off. I should have put um, weird pictures on the walls, shouldn't I? <laughs> All that you have is a bunch Don't of say. things that you used Don't... to hold up your foam cladding. And I warned you this would happen, and there's a single. Oh. Can I show this? Is the foam Look, cladding there's a, on? There's a single, <laughs> single piece of cladding. Where's the rest of it? Of this is pieces. very embarrassing now. Sorry. It was stuck, and I said this would happen. It fell off because the sticky stuff wasn't good enough, and Simon told me it would be good enough, but I was like, actually, it's working, so it's Is that be because fine. no sticky stuff is ever good enough, or is it? I think mine might have been cheap. You have to wow. use um, like an intermediary. Like I put paper on the back of mine and then you yeah. stick it to the paper. Okay. And I've been okay. meaning to do it. Okay. Anyway. anyway. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that'll be good. I just, just sort of... Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, don't worry. I'm just going to manipulate your brainwaves. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm going to. It's the least helpful thing I could possibly do. Um, I'm going to cast calm emotions at Uriel. <laughs> it's one of my second level spells. It's a very bad tactical choice. Um, so, but Uriel, do you resist in any seems way? Seems to be, you know, freaking out. So. Um, at this point, I think Uriel is in full-on panic mode, so I think any probing of the brain area is going to okay. be met with some kind of resistance. Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere must make a charisma saving throw, please. Charisma saving throw? Yeah. I eat charisma saving throws for breakfast. Um, uh, where are we? Oh, no, I don't. don't. <laughs> I definitely do not. Oh, I got a 16. God damn it! <laughs> it could have helped you. Can you be willingly... Under you it. can, yeah, but that's why I asked. Oh, well, that's yeah, why I asked. I feel like you do it willingly. I realistically, may, I, I may have scuppered the. Um, my description wasn't that reassuring. The yeah, calming fair, description. Fair. I'm just going to manipulate emotions. your brain. Calm the fuck down. Uh, no, never <laughs> that mind. That was like us before um, this call started. <laughs> yeah, sad times. It's been Movement, stressful. For anyone doesn't know. Um, <laughs> um, I will. Uh, so, so Tenebris, in order to kind of do this, was sort of like making some like weird shapes in the in the air, um, like clearly didn't work, um, and is just gonna just sort of yell, "No, damn it, Uriel, let me into your brain! <laughs> Get the mold away from me, <laughs> Uriel! You feel." some sort of presence surrounding you. You feel a strange sort of set of thoughts almost try and worm their way into your brain. You feel emotions start to rise in you, but you panic and you rush them off and you're still panicking, sat there looking at the back of this boat, looking at this empty space, and there are no butterflies remaining. There's nothing remaining of this strange, monstrous figure that came out of this boat towards you, waving its arms. So you are uh, ankle deep, but knee deep in mud, but also sitting down, so it's almost coming up to just underneath your rib cage, and you feel the warm water lapping around you, and you hear the sounds of the bayou, the noises, and it's eerily quiet now. What are you going to do? Uh, get up out of the water and try and get back on the boat. 
easily easily done. As you rise up out of the water, uh, you notice something on the boat, something in the corner, something which you had not noticed before. You look towards the gangway, towards the, the entrance out of which this creature had came, and just to the side of it, in the shadows, you see a little figure, very small, maybe six inches tall, but as you look again, you see that it's an image, a projected image of a cartoon figure. Unmistakably a cartoon. What? And In this system, do we use, what is this, do we use metric on Braxagantu? You could, I mean, so it, just as an aside, the different uh, measuring systems which come over basically depend on <clears throat> who left which planet at what time mm -hmm. and various kind of measurement systems arise either in the hold of the ships in which they came or uh, which were imposed from on high by the kind of general the standard scientific units right which would be imposed by the alliance so there's lots of different measuring systems out there because me meter is earth specific right like it's the circumference of the earth divided by forty thousand or something i can't remember exactly what it is but i think it i think it's 40 million i think it is actually earth specific that's the cool. circumference of the Earth divided by 40,000 would be more than a meter. You would no, be a kilometer. Because um, I think the Earth's circumference is approximately 40,000 kilometers. Well, I think I seem to remember it was like one of these things. It was like in the French Revolution. They were like, we're going to have everything make sense. So it was like decimal time. It was going to be some even division <laughs> of like pole to pole difference or something. So this is what makes sense. The Earth's diameter divided by 40,000. I don't know, the French. Bang on. Don't, don't, don't at me. I mean, it makes it makes the Earth's diameter a very nice, neat number that you can use if you do do something like that to create a measure of distance. That's an True. external thing. You need something real. You can't just be making right. things up. The Earth. Yeah, but then we get back to like the <laughs> barley corns and stuff like and that. We we, it's that. Yeah, we've done that. So <laughs> Palms and a shaftment. So. <laughs> Two palms and a shaftment. You wrap Two your hands. palms <laughs> around your... Anyway, no. so... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What you see in the corner, right, is this projected image of this cartoon figure. It seems like a 2D rendering that's been projected out almost like by a, by a, a, a projector that you might see on a screen, you know, for a, for a talk. And what you see is what we would recognize as an anime character. Oh my god. Like a little tiny anime character. It's a slender boy wearing red skinny jeans and a beautifully cut white tunic outsized hair you know big spiky hair and wide saucer-like eyes looking over towards you Yu-Gi-Oh! and as they see you catch sight of them you see that the image flicks right there's no sort of movement in between it it flicks anime style to abruptly a stereotype kind of scared face, you know, teeth clenched, like lips drawn apart, all the sweat sort of like bouncing off their forehead. You see that as you are climbing out of this boat, uh, onto onto the deck of this barge. So you, you're up there now. What would you like to do? That's cost you about ten feet of movement. God, I'm just trying to. This is this is this is. I've, I've got creative whiplash here. Um... <laughs> Um, so there's this figure, and it's still like six inches tall in front of me, yeah? Yeah, it's hiding in the corner, at least it's trying to hide, but you've seen it. Um, uh, uh hello? Uh, are you, are you, are you alright? 
and you can see now it goes and it puts its um, fists in front of its mouth like that and, and huddles down trying to hide from you. Well, well no, no, don't, don't worry. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I just, did you see the big, um, you know, the, the big um, guy up, up here just now? That will be the end of your action, right? This is your action to talk. And what you see in response to that is the character goes from this sort of scared, uh, stereotype expression to uh, like a schoolboy who's just done a prank and seen it work. Like, like hiding behind his fists, like with this big smile on its face. And that's it. Um, bonus action? Um, I think for, for his bonus action, because he's a real process, what the fuck he's just seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take all the time you need, if it's two seconds. <laughs> yeah, and I, if, feel, I feel like two seconds is about the amount of time that you'll just be like, the cogs would be turning. <laughs> Any more movement? Uh, no. Alright. Infinity, you are a frog. <laughs> you think how frogs think. <laughs> <laughs> The one change that you have noticed is bouncing around the deck as you have been, or hiding in the corner in the shadows. You look around and you see this figure, large figure, climb onto the deck and start to have this conversation with a tiny figure in a, a tiny little 2D figure in the very corner on the opposite side of the deck. Cool, 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 great. Um, <laughs> can I, can I, uh... Does, do I look like does it look like I could eat any of the small figure? Is it is it or is it much bigger than me? It's bigger than you, so it's about no, six it's inches tall. Not breeding, not breeding. That... Um, uh, I'm trying not to meta game. Um, I'm I'm just gonna bounce around a bit. Maybe I'll do that thing that scared animals do, where they run straight past the thing that they're scared of rather than away from it. <laughs> is that a thing that scared animals do? You not like you see a mouse or something, and instead of running away from you, it like runs over your feet. Uh, okay, if you think that that's what Infinity Frog would I do mean, at this time. Well, no, I think it's, I, it's like Infinity Frog is hungry. Um, so I might go on in search of some more food. So I'll just have a little hop around, go find something. Okay, food. you're currently um, sort of hiding in the shadows around the, the the side of this boat, sort of near the edge. Um, you could go into the water where you imagine as a frog you might find some food. You could go off into the mud. Oh, there no. are various things you could go. I'm going to lose Infinity Frog. That all sounds really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna roll something. I'd like to go in the water, please. Oh, of course. No <laughs> Jumping off the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. You stride boldly forth into the. Never getting them back. And sploosh. Oh, and you start like, to sink. Have a lovely little. Oh like, God! What wait. if she meets a gator? I just have uh, a lovely swim around. Oh, okay. You would swim. Yeah, so you sink a little bit and then you swim. And this oh, okay. water's very silty. It's very difficult to see through. Um, so, although you can swim in any yeah. direction, uh, there's not a huge amount to see. Uh, is That's there anything fine. you're trying to do here? Oh, food. Food. Uh, other frogs. Um... <laughs> what are you planning <laughs> on doing with the other frogs? Roll me a perception check. Uh, so, just so everyone knows, for the D&D brief, I am doing frogs. And uh, I have been learning a lot about frog mating so you know maybe do you say perception that's wisdom isn't it so with frog stats that is five excellent yeah. um you 
splish your way through the water, <laughs> long legs going behind you, happy at the thought of potentially oh. finding some food. But it's, it's quite a big river, and you're quite a small frog, so there's not a huge amount going on. And oh. as you raise your head to look uh, out of the water, maybe you see a fly up there or something, you realise that you've been carried by the current about 30 feet downstream. Oh no! Okay. Oh no! Oh well. Okay. I'm a frog! Oh well. Yeah, but like... Remember how, even as a frog, you I have, have... Yeah, I'll try and go the other way. ...a great sense of responsibility towards your fellow creatures. I didn't recognise one of my fellow creatures on the boat, though, so oh, I'm just yeah, going to no, swim upstream. True. I'm going to swim back to nests. the boat. Do they have a home territory? Not... They have territories, but I don't know if they have they, they croak, defend, like, territorially. Yeah, I want to get back to my territory, which I've decided is the area around yes. the boat. Yes. So I'm going to swim, at least at least try and fight the current and go the other way. Uh, okay. Um, and what's the movement of a frog? <laughs> uh, 20 foot <laughs> swim speed. Okay, well, you fight against the current uh, oh. and you get up close to the bow of this barge where you've just leapt off. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and that is your turn, unless you've got a bonus yeah. action. To frogs I don't think actions? frogs have. I mean, they technically don't even have actions. You just were very kind and let me whip my tongue at something before. So, no. I don't <laughs> they don't have attacks. They do have actions. That's fair. Um, right. I can do a long jump, but I don't need. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I can breathe air and water, so that's good. Excellent. Uh, okay. So, um, with that, Uriel, as you're looking at this. <laughs> giggling uh, 2D uh, small boy um, with a beautifully kind of quaffed sticking up hair. It was a very, very good looking child. Suddenly um, you look away for a second, look back and they're gone. Ah! Oh God. Um, roll me a perception check. Perception. Yeah. Uh, 12. Yep, they're gone. Um <laughs> And then, uh, don't give me that smile, Ali. <laughs> That's a bad smile. Here, a noise above you. Um, this time, it's oh, you can't do that. You look up and you see above you, thirty feet in the air, right. Another little figure. This time, it's a girl wearing a dark cloak, big chunky boots, and with pink hair drawn down like emo style over most of her face. And on her back, she has a huge sword, which is bigger oh, than she is. That's who I'm cosplaying. Again, she's about six inches tall, and she's thirty feet away from you, up in the sky. So she's—it's very, very difficult for you to see her. Um, but you hear her go, "No, you can't!" And then um, the image changes, and she points you know that instant flick she points at you her whole body arrowed towards you and then you see around her appear these multiple jagged lines and you go <laughs> towards you oh no now roll me Holly, this is amazing <laughs> a, um... we're in an anime fight in D, but we're not anime characters. i love it oh my god roll me a wisdom saving throw oh, wisdom no. saving throw coming up let me just get my modifier Sorry, I got it on my phone. Uh, Wisdom saving throw is that. Four. Excellent. Now, roll me a d10. Oh, good. With pleasure, Ali. Um, Ali's got his list of spells out. He's just working through them one by one. (laughs) That's a a three. That's a three. Okay. 
Um, you. The first thing that happens is <laughs> you cough a little bit as you feel some sort of dust from probably the surroundings or something enter your lungs. <laughs> and then you just lose the will to do anything. Suddenly it all just falls away and you just, you're just bored. You're bored by this whole situation. You just can't be bothered with it. You just, you feel like the best use of your time is to just stand still and oh, just wait for it all to be over, really. God, even in fantasy, I can't escape fucking depression, right? <laughs> oh, Simon, <laughs> Okay, I get anime attacked and depressed. Got it. <laughs> um, okay. At this point... Infinity Frog. Um, you sense something no. coming towards you. Oh no! no getting hurt is good. Hurt is good. Hurt is good. Oh yes, hurt is good. Oh, hurt is great. Hurt is really Eat the good. frog. Eat the frog. And then a moment of terror as oh, from no. out of this silty blackness comes an even darker shadow, and then. A huge mouth opens up and oh, come on. rolls a. Uh, it's not a lot up. you have to hit as a frog, just to just in case you're wondering. Uh, an eleven. That is exactly hit. the frog armor class, and I have one hit point. So. <laughs> so. It feels um, bad. No, this is good. Infinity comes back now. It. Uh, Unless it does the all of my bite points. of this strange shadowy creature deals you six points of piercing damage. Okay, so I take the one of the frog and then mm -hmm. I do five to infinity. And you explode out into the old infinity, but it's not like a sort of poof. It's what you feel like is that all these little tiny bits of metal, right? All these sort of parts of you that had kind of fallen away when you sneezed yourself into the frog all start. Magnetically sort of pulling themselves towards you and you regain uh, your shape in the middle of this water. Is it uh, in the middle of whatever bit into you and does yeah. it explode? Oh yeah, has it eaten me and do I just go <laughs> through it? <laughs> uh, well, it, this, was a, this was a bite attack, not a swallow okay, so attack. So it's like so on my arm now. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. It, what, <laughs> what you see is uh, you're now standing... Uh, up to your chest in water in this mud. Oh, is it and quite you've deep? Got a, a rather confused looking uh, anaconda attached to your arm. My anaconda oh. big. <laughs> it ain't small, but you it are did a lot bigger some. than it thought it was. <laughs> well, uh, those things are terrifying. Sorry, so it's quite small, you said? No, it isn't small. Oh, it isn't small. It isn't small. Okay. It's is big. It? It's an anaconda. Okay, sure. that's valid. Valid. <laughs> okay. Baby anaconda. No, because they can't really, anaconda. they can't really emote. Because the thing about um, snakes is they don't have eyelids, right? That's the difference between a snake and a lizard. <laughs> you mean snakes how is it looking eyelids. confused? If it so it's, it's just eyes are looking at you <laughs> the whole time. Like it's gone. That's its expression that's before really and after. <laughs> right. At this point. I'm going to start the battle mix because oh, no. you've got a snake hanging off your Yeah, arm. yeah, I think that's valid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now, uh, uh, Tenebris, you see <laughs> exploding out of the water. 
down infinity. In, how did she get in there? In front oh, of the boat. Like she was then. This snake attached to her arm. <laughs> you see uh, Uriel standing stock still on the boat, just staring up into nothingness. Uh, I just want to watch Parks. And did I roll see me... anything above? Oh no, I've got. I can't see anything in this really. light. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, you I'm roll freaking... me a perception check. I oh, with yeah. go for it, but it's a high disadvantage as well, so it's like not gonna happen. Oh, that um, attitude. <laughs> higher roll was a natural twenty there. Oh, yeah. Exactly. A lower roll plus two it was a nineteen. It's not enough. You don't, ah! see, <laughs> you don't see anything else. You don't know what's going on here. Um, is it my turn? It is now your turn. <laughs> I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna shout. Uriel! There is nothing there! You are fine! Oh! Infinity! You Hello. have a snake! Yes! How did I get here? <laughs> <A> snake! <laughs> snake! Snake! <laughs> snake! Uh, is okay. that it? Yeah. Oh, would yeah. you look at the time? It's snake o'clock. Okay. Uh, That's snake. Is snake. That, are you trying to do anything with that action? Like to um, invoke terror or something? I'm just trying to make sure that Infinity is aware. I mean, Infinity is, is strange, you know? Like, Infinity likes animals. Oh, Infinity's very excited. You know, I, I, normally. Yes, isn't it pretty? <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah. Any bonus action movement? Um. No, um, I'm just, I'm just gonna sort of look around, just standing by myself on the other side of the river, just being like, oh dear. <laughs> uh, fantastic, Uriel. It comes to you. You are hmm. motionless. Oh no. I mean, to be fair, that's kind of what Uriel always wanted. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh uh, God. But now, having spent the last six seconds, just. Uh, you think maybe, maybe this isn't right. Maybe I should do something. Roll another wisdom saving throw. Uh, modifier. It was a plus one. Twelve. Would you like uh, a tray to roll your dice in? I can roll them on my book. I just missed that time. Okay. And with that, you shake off this unnatural torpor that's fallen upon you, and you remember you're here for a reason. And there's some thing, some strange well-animated things attacking me. Some really stylish-looking <laughs> creatures. That's got to be 60 FPS at least. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, but that's, you've spent your whole turn getting to the point where you think that maybe it's time to re-engage. So that's your turn. <laughs> um, Infinity, you are stood up to your chest in the salty water. You feel uh, the ch the uh, the water rushing past you, you see on your arm a snake, and it hurts, right? Ow. Oh. That, um, how far away from the boat am I? You're ten feet away well, from the prow. Can I just, can I just try and just sort of flick the snake off? Maybe by casting shillelagh and just making my arm go like tuk, 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 and turn into its like club form. So and that's then your bonus like, action, right? That is my bonus action to cast that, yeah. Okay, so, and it's, it would be a strength a contested strength throw to essentially sure. try and yeet can... this snake. Oh, we can try, can't we? <laughs> yeah, I would like Anacondas to... So this is, gonna count, this is going to count as a push action, right? Okay. 
So just just strength. Straight strength. Yeah, yeah straight strength. New dice did pretty good. 16. Mm, yeah, that's going to be the four. Um, <sighs> as your uh, arm transforms into this gnarled, rooted, uh, metallic cabled club, you use it to hurl this snake five feet away from you into the current away from the boat. Um, that snake's gone. It's away from you. Great. Can I try and get back on the boat? Absolutely. Like, do I see Uriel? Uh, you... Once you're on the boat, yes, you do. Cool, I'll get back on the boat. Uriel, how did I end up in the water? I sneezed <laughs> and then I was a frog. <laughs> it's uh. going to cost you 10 movement to, before you do it, so yeah, it's going to cost you 10 movement to get to the boat, another 10 movement to climb up on top right. of it. So you've got 10 more, you can get up halfway along the boat. I actually have 15 more because uh, of my build. Uriel, 35. Oh, well, 35. with that, you can reach basically the doorway. So you, you're about 10 feet away from Uriel as it stands. Okay, great, fine. Um, Hello, what's happening? That was uh. your... That was your action to push the snake, so... Oh, I thought you said it was my bonus action with Shillelagh. Oh, I see. Bonus action to cast it and then action to throw. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fine. If I can talk... I'll just... uh, yeah, you can say something really quickly. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, you're all right. Yeah, Where no, I'm go? fine. I can hear you from two places. Um, I, 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 don't, I was a frog and then I think I jumped off the boat. What's a frog? Oh, they're fantastic. As oh, no. this conversation continues. <laughs> Encyclopedia entry starts relating. <laughs> and we'll be reenacting uh, that later. Infinity. Uh, make a... Uh, hold on one second. Make an intelligence saving throw for me. Oh, jeez. Oh, I've got such good intelligence and I rolled so bad. Uh, eight. Eight. Um, That's a two plus six. <laughs> a two. That's mathematics. Yeah. That's what you get here at Not Be Geeks. High level maths. <laughs> I have a PhD in maths and I can confirm that six plus two is eight. As you look towards Uriel, standing there, just starting to shake himself out of this strange slumber, behind him, you see something confusing. You see smoke starting to rise from the trees behind you. You can oh, no. smell the burning pinings, the burning chemicals, the soot of some sort of huge blaze, and you hear the crackling shifting of burning wood, and you know that coming towards you are the sheets of flame of a huge forest fire raking its way through the 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 wood and undergrowth towards you uriel we have to go wait why no right now presumably uriel cannot see or smell this uriel can't you can't do anything but before we get to that so that's that's what's happening and when we get to your turn then you can choose what you're going to do um uh, Uriel. It's just, it's just like a, it's like a, uh... Being kicked in the dick over and over again? <laughs> yep. Make a, another uh... wisdom saving throw. My favourite. Like apple pie. Oh, that's a five! That's a healthy five! <laughs> okay, excellent. Maybe it's that room. That room makes you roll back. <laughs> the funny thing is, 
I thought I heard the door creak open, and I, I assumed that it was my fiance coming in to like interrupt. <laughs> I need immediately. It was just like, wait, no, oh, oh yeah, I'm in London. <laughs> um, Creeping into and, my flat though, because that could be worrying, you know. <laughs> and with that, you inhale this strange astringent dust again, and you find yourself shrinking. You oh. feel the strange. Oh different parts of your body it's almost as though your body is reshaping itself there's no sort of like mechanical part to it you see looking to your left as you start to shrink down you see your metallic arm just land on the deck disconnected from your body now as it starts to reshape itself and you feel your cells moving and transitioning around your body and you come smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until you are uh, a slug why does she get to be a frog and I have to be a slug? This isn't fair. I don't even get a house like a snail. Right. Okay. I'm a slug. Uh, let's just work out what the, the correct uh, stats are for a slug. Hang what on. kind of slug? Am I a fire slug? Like we, did, we oh, discovered the other that time. that was cool. <laughs> no. My brother doesn't like... <laughs> Emma doesn't like slugs, refuses to say the word slugs, and just calls them those who are with slime. I don't know why, because slug is also a name for like a, a round from a shotgun, isn't it? Like, there's a couple why? Of different... Etymology yeah. corner, you can, why? Etymology like, corner. You can slug someone and hit them, right? Yeah. Give them a good slug. Okay. Or, can think... you have a slug of wine? No. Like a swig. Slug. swig. And glug. Yeah. Glug. Slug. Slug of Ooh! Oh, it comes from Etymology Scandinavia. Etymology corner. Yay, Scandinavia. Uh, late Middle English, uh, in the sense of a, a sluggard, was someone who was very large and heavy. So Ooh. in Norwegian, apparently slug, S L U double G, means large, heavy body. So presumably oh, that's where ooh. it comes from from shotgun, because you, it's not pellets, it's like a big, solid sense. round. Um, there is no... Nice. Cass in chat is saying slugs in Spanish are called babosas. I don't know if I'm saying babosas, that. Babosas, probably. Which literally translates as drooly. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty drooly. Hey, what slug etymology? So uh, I assume that's a, a different route because they're not large or heavy. Babos. Okay. Um, Babos. Yuri, what we're going to do is we're going to say that a slug, the stats for that are the same as a frog, except you have minus two to your dexterity score. So you have a dexterity of six. Okay, minus two dex. I get turned into a slug. Cool. Do you have frog stats? Can you get those up? I should be able to find them. I can okay. send them on WhatsApp. Hang on. Modifier for having six decks. I mean, six decks is pretty good for a slug. You're a pretty, like, like speedy yeah, slug. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're in the you can't chat, catch me. Simon. The frog stats. And with that, um, we move on to the anaconda. And you see no. uh, infinity. This shadow just beneath the surface of the water slide its way around the side of the boat. A serpentine uh, head, just the tip of it, um, pokes itself out of the water and then disappears again. That's what you see. Um, Right, back to Tenebris on the other side of the river. You see all this happen. First of all, you've seen Uriel suddenly disappear. You've seen uh, Infinity climb aboard the boat um, and then suddenly panic and that's it that's what you see i'm just gonna shout infinity what do i do do you need me to help run (laughs) there's a fire coming you have to run 
I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get Uriel. Okay. Uh, bonus action? Movement? Nothing. You're Sorry. just sitting at the bottom of this tree, I'm just like, screaming. Just, I'm alone on this entire bank of the river, just shouting things across 60 And I've told you to current. run. Um, I'm going to look around carefully. I'm going to look for fire, I'm going to look for danger, and I'm going to look for an escape route, such that if a fire were coming, I could maybe run through the mud in a solid-y way. Mm, make a perception check. Oh, I'm not good at those. No, through good. the mud in a solid-y way. <laughs> yeah, solid-y way. Yeah. That's a, that's a four. Uh, you... We are doing good tonight. <laughs> see, I can't see. It's blinding. The glare is making it through your goggles. You barely see anything. Just the sort of thick brown band of where the trees are, uh, and this sort of glittering, painful water. And that's it. Uh... Point out that a slug is only twice as uncharismatic as Uriel is. Same as infinity. And so, my uncharismatic slug, what will you do with your turn? <laughs> I can't imagine they have enough intelligence to even know what they're doing. <laughs> Straight line, forward. It's like yeah. in any neural network model when you have a couple of like neurons. Yeah. The, the default output is normally go forwards. Forward until so, you hit something. Yeah. Well, no, uh, My little awesome eye stalks thing. are going like. So the aplesia, which is a fat sea slug, is like the original thing for studying neurons. It's like the the uh, it's got like creature. four neurons or something stupid, right? isn't it? It's got no no no. It's a piece. It's like a proper slug. It's like a big oh, slug. Right. You could hold it in your hands. But the neuro, the nematode is like it's a different one. It's got like two hundred and sixty nine neurons. Ah, but still not 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 many. Anyway, um yes, so straightforward, excellent. Um, roll me a d four. I feel hurt, but don't bump into any salt. So, I imagine that's how a slug sounds. Sounds right. a lot like another character. If it's a four, oh. you're going inside. Oh, for God's sake, stay on the book! You want to trade? I got a four! <laughs> you, you head inside. <laughs> a nice, warm, dark space. Maybe how far do you sink. think? How far do you think a slug can move in six seconds? <laughs> Ten feet. That's how far no. a slug can move. That's biologically accurate. <laughs> no, it's not. Biologically <laughs> accurate. If it fell, oh, maybe. That's a slug. <laughs> You make it down the steps into the gangway. That's it. You're climbing. That's climbing for a slug, so that halves your movement. Um, so you're now at the bottom of the steps. You look around you. It's uh, it's still warm in here, but uh, it is at least a bit shaded. Uh, you see all these things. None of them look like leaves or cabbages to eat. Uh, that's it. Do you have any actions you want to do? Um, I'm going to twiddle my eye stalks around. <laughs> I'm a slug, Ali. What do you expect me to do? I'm going to compose a symphony. <laughs> With that... I'm going to learn to speak Norwegian. <laughs> you do notice that there are some strange things happening outside. Strange and potentially scary things that you might want to avoid. But that's about it. With that eye twiddle. And now... Hide. Infinity. Yeah. You smell the burning of trees. You see the flames starting to lick over the treetops. What are you doing? I'd like to pick up the slug, which I assume I can still see. <laughs> oh, hang on. Too fast. Uh... <laughs> it's gone. 
Like, Pow! And I was like, Super no, slug. back this way, please. <laughs> it's making that like Flintstones, like kind of noise. Yeah. Is there ever like a children's book about a really fast snail? Which sort of make Speedy it the snail. That oh, sounds that does right. sound it, familiar. Yeah. It at least feels like there should have been if there wasn't. Yeah. If not, course, we're in we're in the money now, guys. Yeah. In Ali's version of like the tortoise and the hare, the tortoise actually goes faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tortoise has sixty feet of movement. Yeah. <laughs> Infinity. What I will say hmm. before you do this is that. So according to the spell, right? The rules of the spell. Oh, you yeah. could okay. use your action to investigate the thing and the scary high, fire. Yeah, fire. And if you roll high enough, you could see through the illusion. However, obviously you don't know that as infinity, yeah. but you do know that some strange shit has been going on. So I'll okay. leave that with you. If you uh, she's you very it, she is very smart. Like infinity is super smart. So I mean, yeah, I will I, I mean I think at the very least she'd like to work out which way the fire was going so she'd want to sort of work out if it was definitely mm. coming her way and whether that would be sensible which way to get her friends away right so excellent so roll an investigation check see if you can work out what's happening with this uh, blaze coming towards you uh that is an 18. you sniff the air you look left and right to try and work out the source of these flames and something strange is happening every time you focus on a part of the flames it's like they're not there but around that part of your vision you can feel the flames everywhere else but then you move your eyes to look left and right and the flames when you focus they just aren't there and suddenly you realize even though you can smell it even though you can see it this inferno is not real bastards okie dokie you said that was my action no uh mm, yes that is your action okay uh, then there's not a lot I can do. Can I just go over to where I saw uh, <laughs> Slug Uriel and uh, probably not pick him up, but at least be like Before watching where that, he's going. <laughs> as you're walking past to, down towards where you saw Slug Uriel, you do see up in the sky uh, a tiny little figure hanging in the air. And do I coming onto the deck, you see another tiny little figure hiding in the shadows, both oh. looking quite pleased with themselves. Do I now? Excuse me. a card duel. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, <laughs> uh, excuse me, what have you done to my friend? I'll just stare at them. Again, uh, the one on the deck um, goes... <laughs> and then oh. the one up there... Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, there's two of them. them? There's two. Oh, this is getting out of hand. Okay. The one above you um, pulls out its sword from uh, behind its back, which is now at least a good sort of eight inches tall, and goes... I can't do anything, because my bonus is actually just to cast slowly, not to actually hit, but I will just sort of glare at them and be like, oh, oh, okay. And then I'll go, Tenebra says not a fire, I was wrong, sorry. <laughs> what? Can you come over here, maybe? <laughs> Tenebris in this encounter. <laughs> her friends in the water, her friends on the boat, her friends yeah. in the slug. Everything <laughs> like... disappearing. There's a fire, there's not a fire. <laughs> um, so, at that moment, um, looking at you, seeing you approaching them, um, the one on the deck um, reaches. You see the, the, the 2D figure, this um, animated figure, um, just 
flick to a point where it's turning in on itself. It's sort of reaching into something in its pocket. Um, and then uh, you see it flick, flicker again, and it's going, ha! and throwing something with its open hand out towards you. And again, you see these lines, like whoosh, 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 these whoosh lines. Whoosh, and then around you. I love this so much. Um, uh, and you also hear in a tiny little voice it go, die! Uh, and then... Yeah, <laughs> die? die? Uh, they're German, they're just saying the. The. Uh, it says the bar, the. They actually just think I should be a different colour, so they're like, here you go, have some, have some pink. <laughs> um, around you, you feel um, something strangely familiar. You feel tendrils of vines growing up around you. Oh, Make a strength saving throw. Oh no, I'm not good at those. Tangled by your oh, own. I'm vines. very much not good at those. A ten. You are uh, restrained. Bastards. Um, wow. Uriel, can you make a strength saving throw as well, please? Strength saving throw coming up. Oh, slug. As a slug. Oh, good. Uh... Fuck. Hmm. Is that enough? I don't think it will be. What's my modifier? Oh yeah, that's a four. <laughs> and you are held bound by these strange uh, vines that wrap themselves around you. Um, and now, you're in. Yep. The slug, it's your go. When you're restrained, you can still, like, attack, right? You just can't mm -hmm. move. Can't move, yeah. okay. And oh. people can, like, attack you easier. Okay. <laughs> What is that? Why is the slug making those noises? The slug is going to try and escape. The slug's instinct God, is not slug. to attack. It is slimy. just to like. It's just to like. It's not going to. Ooh, food. It's going to be. This is. This is no bueno. This is. I've got to get away from this. Um, sorry. Uh, you. So you rolled that thing. You can't move. I don't know why I asked you to do your go. It's not your go. Ignore that. Um, Incidentally, whilst you were saying that, I was just looking up because I was curious about motion lines. Like, I don't know oh, yeah. why it's something that we only associate with Japanese art, because, like, surely it's a very simple idea. Um, but I'm struggling to find when it was first used in art, because you never see it in Western art, do you? But apparently... Comics. Uh, yeah, in comics, so, like, 20th century. Oh. But why did it take that long mm. for them to be drawn in? But apparently they're also they're called movement lines, action lines, or zip ribbons. Zip ribbons! Zip I got ribbons. the zip ribbons behind me, see? Got to zip along. <laughs> that actually sounds more like a private detective. Zip yeah, ribbons. that's great. It's me, yeah. zip ribbons. <laughs> I love that. Petition to make zip ribbons canon for somewhere in this world. <laughs> <laughs> zip ribbons can absolutely be canon. Okay, brilliant. Okay, I'll... Yeah, that's happening. Add in zip ribbons, yeah. Um, as you become tangled up in these vines, and you as well, uh, Uriel, um, looking above you, Infinity, you see this fierce um, looking little girl uh, animated suddenly just pop out of existence. Um, around you, uh, in the water, uh, you just see the very tip of the tail of this anaconda still moving oh, I don't have time for in you, the water. And Tenebris, it's back to you. Tenebris. <laughs> it's like really upset, <laughs> obviously. And it's just in this position where, you know, she knew she couldn't get across this river. She knew she wouldn't be able to, but everything's going wrong and her friends need her and Infinity told her to come across the river. 
So she's going. <gasps> there's a snake in the river. Oh no! I'm not even strong enough to hold on to the damn rope. I am. Service is gone, but she's got to try. I'm gonna take the rope that Uriel tied to the yep. tree and, and that's attached. She's tied to get off on the other side, oh, and I'm gonna start wading out into the water. Just, w just like. Wasn't this above the? Did we tie it to it, the other side? Yeah, it's, it's a tree though. to a boat, but it sort of sags a bit. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, it does sag. Um, so the distance that you're trying to cross is sixty feet. So you can make it in a dash with the the right athletics check. Are you doing this stealthily or are you just going for it? Not doing it stealthily, no. I'm just All right. going for it, but like, yeah. Roll me an athletics check. Come on. I don't, I don't, I'm not We believe! Come on! <laughs> 12. We <laughs> believe! Oh. <laughs> one one key up, a, because I'm you'll be there. <laughs> a good grip on this rope. Um, you've climbed it many times before, and you are pulling yourself through this water but it's rushing and raging around you and you can feel the strength of it pulling at you and pulling at your clothes and you're, suddenly it's heavy and your goggles almost come off you have to reach out to grab them and you make it halfway across and now you're in the middle of the channel with the current pulling at you and pulling at you but that's as far as you get in this round okay. I'm assuming you were trying to dash right? Yeah I'm not yeah, I've got nothing else to do yeah, yeah Okay so you've, you're halfway across halfway across great Bonus action? Nothing? <laughs> got nothing no, no no thank you apparently the motion line at first just uh, was displayed between 1800 and 1850 in case anyone was there's a definite example in 1837 i appreciate that everyone thing. was curious that is interesting slug uh make another strength check oh yeah strength saving throw oh a mighty 10 you strain your incredible mollusk muscles against these attacking fronds, and yet you're still held. You can look around, you could try and speak, you could call your slug brothers, but you can't move anywhere. Brothers! <laughs> brothers! Aid Come me. in! <laughs> they came! I warned you this day would come! And you make, laughed at me! Make a performance check. What's the performance stat of a slug? Hang on. Minus um, five, if it's yeah, the same as the frog. Modifier. It's going to be no, charisma modifier. No, minus four. Minus four. <laughs> it's slightly more charismatic than... Uh, than Where were the slugs? <laughs> when Uriel called for aid! <laughs> uh, eight. <laughs> the slugs will not answer. <laughs> you call and call, your eye stalks waving. <laughs> Frantically, we'll and do yeah. a battle later on, and suddenly we'll see loads of slugs really slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. A hill. They're, they're yeah. going at like 25 feet every yeah. six seconds, they're, they're <laughs> not going slowly. And yet, yeah, there is no sound, no one is coming. Um, infinity, roll yeah. a strength saving throw to see if you can free that yourself from these turn, vines. Yeah. yeah, this is your turn now, and this isn't my action because I'm not no, trying to. Just... If it's okay, cool, yeah, uh, 12. Mm. With a 12, you just managed to put together enough strength to pull yourself free of these vines, and you see in the corner this little smiling figure that once it sees you free again, suddenly... And now it's got a really terrified expression on its little face. Oh, oh, are you scared? Um, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. You should be! Infinity! Oh my god! What? It hurt my friend? 
Um, oh and this this comes from your chest, is that right? Yeah, it comes from my center plate. Oh my god! Yes, your center plate sort of rearranges those charge up, and then a scorching hot ray of light arcs towards this creature. Roll to it. Bollocks nine. And yet. It carves through the wood of the boat, scorching its way along, leaving blackened marks in the wood, and yet does not hit. Okay, cool. Um, that's what I've got, really. So, yeah. Uh, do I have a bonus action I can do? Not really. Uh, no, because I cast Shillelagh. I could... Sorry. I am going to... I'm going to cast one of my wild shapes. I should have done this first, but make Is myself that an action. No, so I can as long as I'm not turning into a. If I turn into a creature, it's an action. If I use my starry form, then mm -hmm. uh, my my screens just start to like glow more, and the stars start to sort of pulse. And uh, yeah, I'll just do that. But then I'm in my starry form now, so I use one of my uses of wild shape. But now I can do cooler stuff. Um, but not until my next turn. So what? Oh right, okay, got it. Uh, yeah. So this will be this will be kicking in on your next turn. What to do is this creature? I am see? just working out which one I'm going to do. Um, and what can I am you put on a screen that's most scary um, to an anime character. Okay, I am going to uh, that. I mean, so normally it would. So basically, with uh, Circle of Stars Druid, you can have a starry form, and you pick one of three constellations: either the Archer, the Chalice, or the Dragon. Um, and I'm going to pick the Dragon, so the the stars kind of start moving. And they, I'm I'm not going to say they look like a dragon because for our world, I don't think it quite works. But they sort of start to like swirl into like almost a like tornado but um when i make an intelligence or wisdom check or a constitution saving throw uh oh actually that's not as good as i thought it was i take it all back i'm not doing that i'm gonna do archer uh which just makes me hit more uh, and better excellent i take so, it all back sorry that took a while but do you see orion the constellation of orion let's I mean, it say yeah like from way back in the annals of her At... memories this is a strange it... constellation. This is so yeah. foreign and different to anything around here. It's come from is, a place is Orion deep in your sort of primal it... memory. No, it's the hunter. It's this. Isn't there one with a bow though? Isn't? Yeah, that's Orion. Sagittarius has got a bow though, right? Uh, oh, Sagittarius. Yes. I'll tell you what, come, come back to yeah. me. Sagittarius. On my turn, I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. Because Horus has a little signet ring with Sagittarius on it. There you go. All right. Well. Yeah, Sagittarius is the archer, so I'll, I'll have Sagittarius. I wonder, there must have been, I assume, we have at least one astrophysicist in Twitch chat right now. There is a way of, of estimating what the night sky will look like from different locations in the Milky Way. And if there's a place that you can find that actually has a constellation that looks like something in particular and not just random noise. Like, there must be a place in the Milky Way where you can plonk an observer and you can see like an actual crab in the sky or something, or a slug. Sure. Or a yeah. slug. At that point, infinity, you yeah. feel the dust start to no. invade your lungs again. And no. how many hit points are you on? 22. Yeah, that's not gonna do it. Um, and you breathe it in and nothing happens. Get, get to fuck. And then you see this little figure turn and run. Except yep. it doesn't run, it just makes a sort of running man frozen motion <laughs> and then <laughs> 30 
Is there a little feet. cloud where they're so like, hiding the legs? There, there is exactly yeah. a cloud. Legs yeah, where start th- going before they move and then suddenly they go... <laughs> where they were, there is a cloud. And you see this character um, disappear over the edge of the deck uh, and out of sight down um, towards the edge of the tree line. Oh. Away from Tenebris. Uh, the other yes, side so, of the river, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, now... Tenebris. Help me! <laughs> Tenebris is sideways in this river. Like, trying to keep her feet on the ground is difficult. A, because of the current and she's not very strong, but also she's just not heavy enough to be, like, on the ground. Yeah, you are being held there. She's and at just this quite point, horizontal. You also need to roll me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Shit! As above you suddenly oh, I appears I this. a tiny, fierce cartoon woman. Oh no. It's the same one, wait, right? Wait, wait, the one with the hair. Pinky yeah. hair with the big exactly, yeah. Oh yeah. no. Uh, wisdom save, right? Mm hmm. 14. Uh, you feel something in your lungs, uh, like kind of soot or ash. <coughs> but. It doesn't seem to have any effect on you, but what you do feel around you is your friends. There's a sort of ripple of acknowledgement happening through them. Um, And you feel quite strange. Roll me a charisma saving Oh, come on. Oh my gosh. I believe. I'm good at that. (laughs) I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. Ten. You feel almost as though you were losing your sense of self for a second, but you grab back onto it and you're fine. You're you. Okay. Tenebrous. However, at this point, you feel another more powerful shape. Uh, approach you in the water you can't see anything but you feel the scales moving around your legs you feel them start to constrict your knees together pulling themselves around your legs and your chest and um, make uh, a no I'm gonna roll to hit that's what I'm gonna do that is a 11 does that hit Me? Tenebris. No, oh, me. Tenebris. Oh, no. Yeah, Sorry, I, I was not paying attention. Sorry. You're being attacked um, by a snake. <laughs> I'm being attacked by a snake. Sorry. I was. Does an 11 I, hit? I thought I, yes. No, no. No, no. No. No, because that's lower than my number. Yeah. Sorry. That's Sorry. how D&D does D&D. I, I, I can D&D. Oh, the snake's here now. Is it great? Good. Um, cool. uh, and you feel Screaming. this powerful wrapping muscular rope sort of wrapping itself around your feet but you manage to kick it away uh, in the the intensity of this moment uh, and you remain attached to this rope and now it is your go again my go again yeah i'm with it i'm on it don't worry i'm fully fully focused and this is definitely all fine um i'm gonna keep trying to desperately sort of like walk my way along the rope with my hands without letting go and being swept away by the current or eaten by a snake. Roll me another athletics check. Let's go, Tenebrius. The snake is called Ology and Tenebrius is going to make it her pet Ology. 
No, you're going to have to explain that one. No, what? Herpetology is the study of reptiles. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, okay, okay. So it's not those that. No more wine for you. 12. Athletics, 12. You make it uh, another quarter of the way along the rope with your movement and you think that if you were to use up the rest of this time working to get there you would reach there at the end of your turn if you want uh, to dash i have nothing better to do yes i'm going to keep try again keep trying you make the edge of the boat you are covered in mud you're dripping wet one hand up on the side the other hand and you pull yourself up and now you're stood dripping in the boiling heat of the sun on this deck you still have a bonus action. I cannot believe I didn't. I just cannot believe I just made it across that river. I'm going to just just be like on the on the deck of the what what? Sorry, it's, I don't know. Simon's doing something in my. Uh, my it, your, your, bla- your laptop wasn't actually plugged in. That's because oh. I unplugged it when we had that frantic. No, 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 no I plugged it in, but like one of the cables was loose, so oh, okay. it, it just went into battery saving Sorry, mode, and I was like, content. ah, yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no. Tenebris is not is not doing anything. Tenebris is like on her hands and knees on the deck of the boat, just like completely, completely disbelieving um, that she is in fact still alive. Because I did not think I was going to make that at all. Hi, Tenebris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and now, Uriel, um, Slug Uriel. At this point, you feel um, the vines start to just drop away from you and seep into the floor and then disappear as though they were never there. Um, so you're free now to move as you wish. Go on, sluggy. <laughs> Losing vine all over again. It's like 2016. Uh, um, only lasted like seven seconds. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Road work ahead. I sure hope it does. Um, right. Uh, so what was... Sorry. The, the slug has like presumably very little memory. And so it's just like... Uh, oh, yeah. Bleh, bleh, and it's going to... Keep going. Keep, keep going forward again. That's that default neuron activation. Are you looking for anything? It's going to look around the room uh, just to see with his little eye, beady eye stalks. Brothers, are you here? <laughs> I love the idea of this slug that's just intent on finding its brothers. Run it to me! Roll a perception check. Oh, uh, ooh, depending on the modifier. Um, this feels like uh, incredibly epic music for this 17. Yeah. My brothers! <laughs> You scan the room, you making full use of your 360 degree vision, and you spy the glistening of a trail leading towards the uh, edge of this boat along the wooden floor. Follow the trail immediately. I must follow the trail of my brothers! Is it Uriel's own trail? It's a different. Well, it's definitely. It's, like, it's, it's the one he left. Like, yeah, I was going to say, way. like, you came this. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to check that. Yes. And so yeah. you follow up towards the light, a place you never thought you would go or ever see. As far as you would <laughs> remembered in your whole from. life, the light has been a place that no slug would ever go. And yet now, you realise that it's, that is where you must head, and you appear on the deck of some huge uh, leaf. A massive wooden leaf. Uh, God, it's scary. Such a good wow! <laughs> I turned into Matt Berry! <laughs> oh my god! And with that, infinity. Mm. Uh, unless you have any bonus actions you want to do, Slug Uriel. Uh, I, <laughs> I think he's done enough damage to this. Oh, look! A trail! <laughs> Jesus. 
pissed off now. Um, I, so I can't see any of them anymore. Can I see them? Um, you make a perception check. Thirteen. Yeah, so you do see um, out uh, over the middle of the river, hovering just above um, the centre of the current, the centre of the channel, um, a little tiny figure glinting in the sun. <sighs> Are you trying to hurt my friends? No! Oh! Ah. Uh, where, where can I see Uriel? Can I see these slug for Uriel? Um... So, uh, with that initial perception check of 13, mm. n- no, you don't see yeah, a slug okay. slowly making right. its way back up. No, that's valid, valid. Um, I'm... I'm exploring! <laughs> do I not hear Matt Berry? Um... <laughs> you do see no. Tenebris um, make, uh, pull herself up onto the oh. deck of the ship. Hi, Tenebris! What is happening? I'm not 100% sure. Are um, you seeing things as well? There is nothing here! Is, those things are bad. Um, I am... I haven't cast this before, but sod it, why not? Uh, I am going to cast Moonbeam. And you can tell me if this works, Ali, because this is one of the ones I wanted to talk to you about coming from satellites. Right, okay, explain what it does. (laughs) What does it it say in the the description? So, Moonbeam, a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder, Centered on a point within range until the spell ends, uh, which is a minute. Uh, dim light fills the c- cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts a turn there, it's engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a Constitution saving throw. Blah blah, blah takes damage. Um, a shape changer makes it saving throw with disadvantage. If it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. And I can then move it um, on my turns afterwards. Shape changer in in five e having a very specific. Yes, meaning. shape changer meaning uh, not well not, like it wouldn't include like a druid who wild shapes. Oh, would it not? I thought it would. Okay. I don't think so. You can look. You can look. That I, up. Don't, I don't know. So I, I think I mean, it's I mean, this, referring to like change. Either way, this, that's fine. This, so you're you're trying to explain this as something coming from orbit, like from a a satellite, right? That was the vague idea when I first made this character <laughs> that she would be able to call on the power of satellites to be yeah. like, smite that shit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you reach out to the satellites oh, above sorry, you I just, and- I did my wild shape and I haven't used it. Okay, cool, that's fine. And up to this point, you haven't had a lot of luck getting through to these satellites, but in this moment of fear, of anger, you access something more primal within you. You speak in a way that is beyond words, a kind of meshing of numbers and digital code, and you feel something click in a consciousness far, far above your head, wheeling in the sky, and then a cylinder of light engulfs what? Uh, So it is a five foot radius, so 10 foot, so I want to put it over uh, where I can see the uh, other one, and just in that general area. If I can hit the anaconda as well, I'll hit the anaconda <laughs> as well. Is there... Uh... I'm just smiting the river, basically, Smite. where I know they were. And is there any saving throw on that? Yeah, so they make constitution saves, and then the damage. Uh, but there's no, they can't avoid it, they can only just make saves to half damage. The damage, yeah. which is 13, if they fail. And um, what's the uh, DC? Uh, 14, constitution. Right, it's 13. It's eerie 
right? So even though there is bright beaming light slanting in through the trees, throwing long shadows in this heat, you can still see this pale outline of this uh, radiation cylinder as it falls from the sky. And then the first thing you see is a little poof, and tiny shards of metal sprinkle from where the figure once was. The figure disappears, the, the cartoon is gone, and these little tiny shards of metal sprinkle out like, like the one droplets onto the water. And then you hear a thrashing <laughs> as this long, thin shape starts beating itself against the water in searing agony, and you see the snake twisting itself, turning itself up in knots, and then suddenly goes limp. Ugh. and rises belly up to the surface and is swept along in the current away and out of sight. Sorry. You monster! <laughs> um, now... How much of the boat was caught in that? Uh, Ten none. foot radius, so uh, okay. I'd try and not to. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ten foot diameter, sorry. That... I will say that unless you're all going to go out chasing the final one... The, the little boy went into the woods, did he? No, where did it, the little boy go? Well, you see nothing at this stage. You don't I see anything. Seen anything at all. I haven't seen anything. There's nothing. It seems yeah, everything okay. seems to have gone. And that brings us back to Tenebris. Um. So, I look um at what Infinity's just done. And um, I'm sort of saying like, look, there is nothing there. Oh no, you got the snake. Okay, thank you. There was yeah. a, there was a little cartoon person. Little what? Cartoon. Okay, look. It's, the thing is that in uh, Uriel thought he saw, say, so, oh, get it off me, and then, no. then you were like, oh, there's a fire, and I think yes. you were both right. seeing things, but there are no things. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? There, there was no... a thing, and there were little bits of metal, and I think when I was a frog, I hit one and got some metal in my mouth. I, I was think... a frog. No, no, Infinity, that is not how anything works. I... <laughs> no. I, is... I think frog. you are I could, imagining... I could be a frog now if you want me to. Do you want me to turn into a frog again? But I didn't do it. Normally, I can just change into things. You've seen me do that. As this conversation is going on, <laughs> Slug Uriel, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uriel. Where, where is Uriel? Oh, oh my god! He's that slug! <laughs> Damn, this deck is hot! <laughs> As you move along the deck, <laughs> by the end of that bit of conversation, suddenly... And you feel the same change start to happen. And as a slug, this is terrifying. You just don't know what's happening. You feel ah! you're growing these strange protuberances out of ah! your side. Your eyes are somehow disappearing back into your head. And then... And you are Uriel once more, but you have no arm. It is... Am I belly down on the floor still? Yes, you are. Doing the worm, basically. Yes, you are face down. You can just see about five feet away from you your arm lying on the deck. Yeah. I imagine you'd have a little bit of like slime left over, just like kind of coating him. You were a slug. Yes. I think. 
Oh my god, that was the most disgusting oh. experience of my life. Are you are you okay? I think I need to I need to I think I need to bathe for a week and I, oh my arm. I'm gonna get up oh. and uh go and retrieve him. my arm. <laughs> Hand okay. me my arm. As um you bring the socket of your arm close to the end of your elbow where your biological arm ends, um you see tiny tendrils of metal filament reaching out from the arm towards the body piercing this uh the flesh beneath it and then sh- and you feel suddenly uh again the strange coolness of the machine reaching its way just to the edge of your thoughts oh that's uh, good what's like going everything. on uh infinity is just sort of going to go over and sort of look at the column of light that she's kind of created because i've got it up for a minute and i'm just gonna like sort of slowly move it backwards and forwards and sort of and then like get rid of it quite quickly what's the expression on your face um i think her stars are still like sort of brighter and burning because she's still technically in her starry form again for a minute but um i think she's just sort of looking at it and sort of wondering about the power that just sort of happened and came out of her. It's not, she's not scared, she's just sort of concerned. So, um, what what was just happening? Where, where did all those things go? I think it might have been a defense mechanism. Which things did you see that were real and which things were not real because... The fire wasn't real. Okay. I think I was a frog. Uriel definitely frog. was a slug. Yes, I yeah. saw that actually, yeah. I, I believe um, you now. And, and you then, said you didn't see the giant growing guy on, on the deck. There was definitely I no giant growing that. guy. And then I, I tried to f- feel out with the colony and they saw something, but it was not the giant guy. Right. Did you see the little cartoon people? Uh, yeah. See, that doesn't sound real when you keep saying it. Like, that yes, sounds like I one of the things that they is were not like real. They were like little projections of art kind of just moving around. And well, one of them, I think, do I remember when I was a frog? Yeah. Okay, when I was a frog, I tried to eat, you You, you made one light up, I think, Tenebris. It went all funny, like like you can do. Oh, I saw and then a little, a little I, speck, right? Yes, and I was a frog, so I tried to eat it. Um, and I used my tongue as a frog and I, I hit it and then there was a lot of metal and I didn't like that because I was a frog. Can I look right, but... on the deck for metal? Yeah. Yeah, make an investigation check. If that was, are you guys Defense all doing that? Yeah, we'll all do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, oh. one person can roll with advantage, or you can all roll. It's I've said all roll. Like, Let's all luck, roll because so then we all get all we get three rather than two. <laughs> That's mathematics. <laughs> oh, fuckity fuck, seven. What were the other numbers? Not much 13. better for me. So um, 13. but it's gonna be less than thirteen. You don't find anything. Um. What you remember, Infinity, f- from being a frog, is that this thing could fit inside your mouth, and you were not yeah, a big tiny. frog. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, it must have. It must have gone. But there was definitely something metal, and I think when I uh, ended the fight, um, I think there were bits of metal floating away in the river. When you came over here at first, did you find anything unusual? Oh, actually, yes. I was, well, I didn't want to steal it, but I thought maybe we could borrow it again. Um, it, here, do I have the D&D time 
do you just kind of carry shit? Or what are you saying, Ali? Um, Could I have dropped them on the surely deck? Surely Infinity or... would have like a receptacle within her for stuff like seeds that you could just use Bend a cupboard. for... You know. so when you uh, metamorphosed into a frog what mm. happened is that different bits of you sort of fell apart and you ended up just being remaining as a frog so all of the stuff that you were carrying would have been part of that um but okay. it's there where you it's there it. okay, yeah. um so i found well there's this bag which looks weird when you look in it look look inside you can't can't see it don't go in it i don't i think that would be bad um so there's this and then there was this little vial and look there's like a membrane thing in it which i thought was very interesting and then I found these maps. And I am going to put those maps oh. in Oh god, we cannot, we cannot put those on the screen this week, folks. Um, oh no. Because I may what? have an aneurysm if I have but I'll to try put and them do in that live. Discord. Discord. In, if it, Simon Excla Clark's Discord. Exclamation mark Discord. Of those on Twitch chat for people on podcast or YouTube. Find Dodge Simon Clark's Discord and website? go to the RP Geeks discussion. Or go, is it linked on our website? There's a place called rpgeeks.co.uk. It could be. I will um, Wait, describe very briefly what you see on this map. I've described it already, but just very briefly what you see are uh, a large area labeled Shifting Mangroves. There's dates scattered across the map. There's uh, what looks like um, a route that has been marked out on this map. And it's taken, uh, the route has gone all the way into one of the tributaries of one of the larger rivers coming out towards these shifting mangroves. And on the far um, west, uh, do I mean west? No, I don't, I mean east. The far east of the map is a large settlement called Lansdowne Port. Cool. Lansdowne being a place not too far from where I grew up, actually. That's kind of funny to me. Oh. It was one of my the two school buildings. It was called Lansdowne. And that feels like a great place to end it. So, on the maps. Silence. Look school. at our maps. Maps, 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 maps. maps, 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 maps. Everybody. And we're back from break. Um, welcome back, everyone. So we have had the um, exciting adventure, particularly weird this week. Weird things are going the on. The anime characters were insane. What? I love it. Oh, my gosh. The concept I, I of anime still exists in the future. Is... Yeah. The concept right. of like, cultural Presumably it's part of like the kind of cultural sort of mix that yeah. just gets drawn along with humanity just throughout the But it's like the equivalent of like ancient Roman sculpture. Or like Egyptian like sort so... of hieroglyphs. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, in the same way that we, yeah. we meld like stuff that's centuries and continents yeah. apart as, as modern yeah. humans like into one thing. Presumably in the future, they're talking about like Leonardo da Vinci and like yeah. anime as like, oh, is it part of this but in a similar days. kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But at what it's point, all classical, like, where it? does it go from, where does anime go? Like, what's the next level of like Probably animation? 5D now, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. What would it be? <laughs> yeah. Um, holodecks, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. holodeck is the logical conclusion. Oh holodeck. my god, that's terrifying. Imagine walking into a holodeck that's filled with anime characters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all a stylized holodeck oh, program. No. Oh no. Because you could look down and it would make you look like you're an anime character oh, as well, presumably. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would they be like... did immersive. it with black and white, right? They made everything black and white. Maybe they could make you an anime character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, is, did they do that in TNG? No, in Voyager, Paris's old, ye olde I mean, adventures of Captain Proton. It's Proton's. just a fancy TikTok <laughs> filter, right? So you just 
have to like do that lighting right in real world yeah Yeah. i i only just watched the james bond episode which is now my favorite episode of of star trek ever the the ds9 episode but it's a holodeck episode it's called it's called arman bashir and it's like and like bashir plays a james bond character and they have to like transport (laughs) all of the other characters into like hold their their memory patterns all the information related to them is stored in the holodeck and they have to keep the program very important that the characters in star trek always have to be in the holodeck and that is a key plot point at all times (laughs) and then it's like captain cisco is like the um the kid the doctor no figure like the big bad (laughs) and and you can tell all of the actors are having the the time of their life and colmini has an eye patch yeah it's it's called like (laughs) falcon anyway no right this is not I was about to tell everyone what we were doing now. Sorry. And that is not me and Simon discussing Star Trek or the latest. I don't know Star much Trek. about Star Trek, but what I do know <laughs> lots about now, after researching for this week, is frogs. Oh. Such frogs. Good segue. So, yes, it is the DD brief. And today's DD brief topic is frogs because it's been very frog themed recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our, our aim for today is to explain. Uh, the things that we have seen in the episode and, and previous episodes with real science. Um, so I've kind, I... of, I've kind of cheated again on my d and <laughs> Yeah. Then rather than explaining a spell explain, or yeah. anything that happened in game, I was like, wow, I was a frog. And we vaguely talked about, so my frog, uh, Infinifrog at some, Infinity got turned Infinifrog. to a frog. Infinifrog. <laughs> and Infinifrog saw something in the air and was like, ooh, tasty, I'll eat it. And like, whipped their tongue out and grabbed it and brought it back so i was like oh it'd be interesting to find out how frogs tongues work so it's kind of related but it's not really helping us explain D. okay but what i did discover, i want to know how tongues work frogs are so cool and their tongues <laughs> are insane so i just i literally have a page of frog tongue facts <laughs> So I'm just going to start working through them and then we'll sort okay. of put it all together. I'm sort of imagining this in like size nine font with lots of bullet points, but then like further indentation bullet points. <laughs> <shot, laughs> it's of this not point. quite like that, but it's close. Okay, so a frog's tongue is usually around one third of the length of its body. So for us, that's like this big. So <laughs> this big, okay, really okay. useful. So like you could potentially lean down and lick your belly button is what everyone says online. But obviously uh-huh. there's, you know, there's uh-huh. other implications uh-huh. that... Um, and frogs can lift 1.4 times their body weight with their tongue. Oh. And I saw somewhere that's like a human Ooh. lifting a fridge with their tongue. Yeah, that's... Doesn't that mean that you could like leap out over a void and then use your tongue to grab hold of like a tree branch oh. and then just be like, oh, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. To come what down now? To, I think I'm going to play a bully word in, in a future campaign oh. so I can do all this cool tongue stuff. Now that you know all the now, <laughs> Now, so I, I swear the facts are going to become a sort of more cohesive narrative at some point. But for now, yeah. it is ten times softer than a human tongue. No, why would you means, know that? Who knows that? that? Who studied that? that? So it it means, means it's super flexible, so it can like measure wrap softness? around. How do you know? What is it measure? What's the unit of I softness? I don't know, but they did say it's similar to like the consistency of a brain. So if you've ever felt a brain, that's what a tongue. Tongue, a frog's tongue feels like. So is you that the unit of softness, the brain? No, I don't a strange think strange so. scientific unit of softness. It's, yeah. it's the opposite of that the scale of hardness, because there is the, oh, the scale that's like yeah. between talc and diamond, isn't there? Hardness is apparently newtons know. per millimetre square. Oh. Wait, but that's Pascal's. <laughs> There's I so mean, much bonk someone has it. done it's that. So it's also Pascal's, but hardness must not be confused with pressure, because <laughs> I was about to do, I was about to confuse it. Seems pretty confusing. I, okay. Anyway. Any, and and in, in other tongue frog facts, in, so our tongues are attached sort of in, in our mouths, like very much 
like a little bit further back in our mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Frogs' tongues are right at the front. So when they open their mouth, and then they kind of fold back in on themselves. Uh, so okay. the base of their tongue is like right yeah, at the yeah. front. And um, that means they can launch basically the entire tongue like out of their mouth, do which sort of, bearing in mind like, is a third of the length of their body. Do they like wrap it up like a carpet? I, it up in their mouth? It, not quite like as, you know, like cartoony like rolls, but it is just sort of like. Uh, uh, to squish back. into the mouth. <laughs> For podcast yeah. listeners, Emily Gates is just mushing her tongue into no. her mouth right now. Look, I can do this with my tongue. Let me get into a flower pot. Ali's got like... Uh, That's uh, like one of these things that only like one in four people have the gene necessary to do that. The frog right? gene. Yes. The frog gene. Anyway. So the frog, like it's at the front of their mouth. It's right there. There's no teeth to get in the way. No teeth. And um, so and as it shoots its tongue out, and as you've seen it, and it, it can shoot its tongue out, capture an insect, and pull it back into its mouth within 0.07 seconds, which is five times faster than a human eye can blink. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. And that means the insects caught by the tongue can experience 12 Gs of force on their way into the frog's mouth. Oh, no. So they're probably dead by the time they even get to the mouth. I mean, right? you would think, right? Um, anyway, then this second. is the coolest but, bit. About this. Oh, okay. but, but wait, but if you're an insect, sorry, I'm just I'm just thinking about the 12 G's of force thing. Yeah. If you're an insect being pulled at 12 G's through uh, the air, mm-hmm. presumably there's less resistance on you, so it doesn't matter so much that you're under that much. Well, no, but it's still that it, that's the level of acceleration. Like, so you're saying you for humans, it would apart. be like the yeah. brain like slamming into the skull, presumably, wouldn't it? Because it's also that you then get to talk about the rate of change of acceleration, which is, Mm. I think, technically called jerk. No, (laughs) really? No, I think it's called that. Someone's going to have to fact check me there. But I think it's called jerk because, you know, it's going from naught to 12G. Like if you gradually increased it, it's still going to suck. But going like (sighs) to 12G is going to be the thing that... Really? I guess they're flying in a direction potentially as well. So they're potentially even, they've got forward momentum one way and then they get pulled backwards. So is that even worse? But they don't oh, have like a skull in a brain casing. And squishy. So because they're such yeah. low mass, is it as bad? Well, and the other thing that happens, and this is the thing that I thought was the coolest, is their sal- frog saliva or mucus, it gets called both. I think mucus might be slightly more technical. Um, I'm not sure the difference between saliva and mucus, but it is a non-Newtonian fluid. No. Oh, so, basically, when they when it's going quickly, it becomes this like sticky, goopy thing, like stickier than honey is what I keep being seen. And so they they it comes so it hits them, and as it hits them, it mm. sort of wraps around the insect, this saliva because it's all fluidy mm. and watery. And then as they pull it back, it gets really sticky, so the insect can't escape, and they right throw it into their mouth. <laughs> you know, good demonstration. And then it becomes like watery again. So they can swallow, and the way that frogs swallow is with their eyes. Oh yeah! What? That's the no. They push their eyes down as they swallow into their heads, and that creates the pressure that like pushes it into the the food into their stomach. Amazing! They're insane. They don't use their tongues; they just go with their eyes because their song is already like that. The tongue is already like pulling in the food this is brilliant aren't that's just their tongues and how they eat 
there's so much more shit but maybe we should focus on the times the non-newtonian fluid thing like we should focus on the isn't that insane though that they have this non-newtonian fluid so, hang on, so it's the point that like your saliva is so it's sort of it's watery and then what they exert some sort of pressure on it when it hits the fly and that's what well it's it... that's presumably the point at which it's changing direction fastest is the point at which the rate of acceleration is changing and therefore the most forces on it so that's when it's the most solid yeah, so they they sort of say i've seen it explained a couple of ways because obviously you know when you like if you think of uh you know the cornstarch custody thing yeah do you want to explain what a non-newtonian fluid is? that's good so a non-newtonian fluid is a fluid that can change its state uh depending on is it how fast it's moving or just the impact on it or the viscosity is uh, proportional to the pressure that it experiences if i remember rightly which can either be through movement or through like force of hitting it so for example you can make a little bowl of cornstarchy custard and if you punch it it's like stops your fist solid it's like punching maybe not a wall but something pretty solid Whereas if you sort of gently put your fist in, you can coat your hand in this fluid. It also um, means that if you fill a swimming pool full of custard, you can walk on it if yes. you walk fast enough. <laughs> yeah, you, sort of, you have to be like, run. Run. Yeah. yeah, power, power walking. Yeah, power walking. Um, and so, so yeah, so their, their saliva does this. And I haven't actually found why it does that. I've, uh, let me have a quick Ooh. read of the paper I was reading. It, it just keeps saying, so basically the, sheer, the, the saliva spreads over the, uh, the insect during impact because it kind of hits and then the saliva goes, oh, cool, and water again, goes around the insect. And then as they whip their tongue back, that like force of the pull back again, makes it go sticky. And then once it slows down again in the mouth, it goes liquidy mm-hmm. and then the eyes push and then they push it. Into what, the so so the, the liquid is itself, like the, the act of pulling the liquid apart is hardening the liquid. Yes. Yeah. Because of the, the tongue is stretching out. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the... Mm. I don't know so like the, both the tensile that. strength and the compression I don't know if it's the tensile strength, the, strength is the only thing. The Although there like, is, I did watch a video of, they, they had uh, frog mucus between two like plates and they separated the plates quickly and you saw it go like sticky. Oh, and then when yeah. they closed it, they just sort of like liquefied again. That's mm. amazing. How did they get that much frog like mucus? Do you really want to know the answer to that? Because I expect it's quite sad. Oh. yeah probably it's probably not a nice side of science is it i doubt they were just like hey can hey froggies going around spit in this cup i expect it's <laughs> i'm gonna make a brief appearance in etymology corner by the way because <laughs> oh, oh. frog has an unknown etymology but likely what? comes from a uh, proto-indo-european uh originally like pru meaning jump so it basically means small jumpy thing we think Small jumpy thing. Unknown etymology is really exciting because that basically it means frogs are probably aliens, right? And they're in control of everything. Whatever. There's certain things that are so like the words have changed so little over time. Like water is another one, or star is another. Star is basically a thing that means burning plus noun. It's like burny thing is basically what star means in in Proto-Indo-European. Burn plus thing. As in, yeah, like the verb to burn, and then the uh, version of that that is for a noun, and that's basically. I think it's. I think étoile is like the the closer to it like the french for star but like there are certain things that have basically been very unchanged and in some cases we can trace back how you know where that word comes from in its original meaning but in something like this it appears that it's been relatively unchanged <laughs> quite a long way back and we've just lost what that meaning might have originally been but it might have been to jump oh cool. that's awesome but in old english it was frogger amazing and that mm-hmm. gives rise to i assume people have heard of the a medieval English Wikipedia article about frogs. 
No. There's, I'm pretty sure this is medieval um, Wikipedia, but basically there are certain articles that have been translated into like Middle English. And so this one is like, a frogger with a smaller beastie with four leggies. Ah, <laughs> four which are lethal both in the water and on land. <sighs> It's wow. with off the time brown or green or yellow or be hit tropical, hit me how dearest <laughs> colors like <laughs> red, blue, and black and leaf in trees. Aww, so they have the concept so of tropical tree frogs back in whenever they were writing. Well, no, that's, I think, the English <laughs> Wikipedia article has been translated yeah. into Wikipedia. <laughs> so many times. English. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things on the internet. I fucking love it. It's great. <laughs> So the other things with frogs, they're interesting because it doesn't just stop with their tongues and how they oh, eat. That's weird. More. There's so much more. They're just insane. And I think they're now my favorite animal. Anyway, so who knows how a frog breathes? Skin. Through its skin. Partly it does. through its skin. Partly through its skin. Partly by using lungs. Partly through, lungs, Partly right. through like a weird line. It's got three ways of breathing. Let me Ooh. take you through them. So number one, skin. I feel like that's the one I know about. And so basically it's quite simple. It's the sort of their skin is sort of a thin membrane with a lot of blood vessels underneath and it allows the transition of um oxygen over the gradients and carbon dioxide out so it's sort of like what happens within our lungs basically where um because of the difference in um what's the word i'm looking for it's not osmosis osmosis with pressure water. diffusion gradient diffusion gradients uh with with gases um so that happens through one side of their skin to the outside and that's how they breathe in the water because you still have like oxygen trapped in water. Um, and then when they're out of the water, they have these mucus glands, which keep it moist and also helps dissolve um, oxygen from the air as well. But they can use lungs. Uh, so breathe kind of like we do, except they don't have ribs and they don't have a diaphragm. So what they can't they don't have ribs. You're not here telling me frogs don't have ribs. Ribs, fro fro ribs don't have frogs. <laughs> ribs. Um, ribs. <laughs> frogs don't I have don't, all ribs. vertebrates have ribs. I just not assume have they ribs. did. I read frogs don't have ribs and now I'm, Second guessing myself. Hang on. She's become frogs a rib truther. Frogs frog skeleton. Have frogs do not have ribs. It says up. it. They have tiny, stubby. No, they don't. I've googled frog skeleton, and their yeah. their ribs are just tiny little nubbins. Nubbins. Nub. Yeah, little spikes. Oh, so they've got vestigial ribs, do they? Like it's like the the standard pattern of the vertebrae. Well, they're just not. Yeah, they're just not doing right? the function. They're just yeah. not functioning. Yeah. So they've got something that holds them in breathe. that shape, but they don't they don't do the movement. They don't do that. So in order to draw air into its mouth, because obviously how we yeah. breathe in is we move our muscles. It doesn't feel like that, but you're not doing anything with your mouth, really. You're yeah, sort of diaphragm. Expanding right? your lungs and making the air rush in. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they lower the floor of their mouth, oh. which causes their throat to expand. Oh. Then their oh. nostrils open and allow the uh, air in through them into their mouth. Then the nostrils close oh. uh, and the air in the oh, mouth is forced force into the lungs <laughs> by the floor of the mouth. And then, That's... but then to eliminate the carbon dioxide in the lungs, the floor of the mouth moves down, drawing the air out of the lungs and into the mouth. And then the nostrils are opened again yeah. and the floor of the mouth I moves feel up, like pushing the air out. Incredibly oh, good frogs. use of their faces to do yeah. all sorts of stuff that we just, just don't use face. our faces to do. They've got quite a lot of face, I guess, yeah. compared to other animals. At the Jim Carrey of animals. They don't have any necks and they're just they're just head and and the head is just making the rest of them work. 
Yeah, they, yeah. So yeah, their their eyes and their mouths they, they they look like a functioning creature, but actually they're just like this weird <laughs> mechanical thing that's doing. All frogs are robots, is what faces. I'm saying. Oh so, really? Um, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That's where this is going. Yeah, all frogs are robots. Infinifrog Fact. is there we the go. original. Um, and then, so their third way is they have um, a respiratory surface in the lining of their mouths, um, which has the same kind of gas exchange as the lungs, um, but it's. Uh, and this this that's what they use when they're like at rest. So hold that on, hold on, hold on. they just sort of so, go. So the, the whole inside of their mouth is coated in very, very fine blood vessels. Like they've got shitloads of blood just so. zooming around the inside of their massive mouth. Basically. Basically yeah, what That's mouths. crazy. Yeah. And yet they and these are the same mouths that they use for like the mouths. They do everything with mouths. the mouth. Yeah. But it means it means when they're at rest they're not having to do the like weird lung push down. But imagine if you were like oh. the way that you just... ate. Was you were mm. like, I just inhale this meat into my lungs and then I just <laughs> mash it up with my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I breathe Clap through those, those same lungs. lungs. <laughs> I mean, like... Oh God, human biology would be so weird if we just didn't have like a separate esophagus and trachea. <laughs> Everything just went down the same hole and your, your lungs just go clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> it mashes up your food. It's kind of efficient, but no. No, not efficient. <laughs> Wait, That's is there all redundancy on their, on their breathing though? That's amazing. It's just triple they, redundancy. Got triple redundancy. Well, oh, no, because it's double no, redundancy. Because you've got this, this thing backup, second backup. Yeah. True. But they use it at different times. So, like when they're in the water, <laughs> they're using all the skin stuff. And then when they're, and I, I don't, I, I didn't find out. I don't know if it's a conscious effort to like switch into the lung breathing. Because basically their lungs don't form very well. They're kind of pretty tiny and pretty useless. So, um, I don't know whether it has to be a con constant uh, conscious effort to breathe. With their lungs but anyway so that's Great. that's their breathing breathing thanks babe <laughs> yeah sorry everyone also i was really aware of my tongue earlier i don't know if anyone else was when we were talking about tongue. Uh, <laughs> i'm consciously blinking i know my tongue is in my oh, mouth stop. I'm consciously feel, breathing. feel the clothes on you oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is like shit mindfulness oh, really shit try mindfulness. swallowing with your eyes i can't do it <laughs> try and no, push your eyes <laughs> It's, it's almost like our mechanics aren't set up to that because we're not robots. All frogs are robots. Um, frogs. Moving just... on to why frogs are robots. There is a species <laughs> of frog. Uh, uh, the wood frog in, in, oh, in America. Sounds in Alaska. lovely. It's sounds, a wood frog. Okay. Sounds lovely. And look up a picture of a wood frog. 10 yeah. out of 10, wood frog. Um, they... <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Oh. After this chat. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wood frog. I was going to say, tell you all how attractive the wood frogs are, but I'm, I'm not going to now. Do it. Do it. We're, we're there. Okay. They're very cute. They're quite little. Um, and the, so the uh, the Latin name is Rana sylvatica, um, and they can survive winter temperatures, and they freeze up to two thirds of the water in their body. They are essentially dead when they do this. They literally they go into a little burrow. They have a little shimmy and under some leaves. And they just go and freeze. Wait, wait, wait. So the the reason most animals would, I mean, if I freeze, I would die. Correct. Obviously. But the reason I would die, right, is that as I'm turning, the water in my body is turning to ice, ice sort of turns into crystals and the crystals mm -hmm. grow and they basically burst all your cells, which is why if you freeze something like a, a fruit with, with plant cells in, it goes mushy. Yeah, when you take out the freezer because all the cells are burst. So you become yeah. mushy. You become yeah. mush. If I, if yeah, I, but what if what if I was a wood frog? Well, if you're a wood frog, then uh, so That's there's nice. basically That's they nice. create what is called they call them cryoprotectants. 
but basically it's antifreeze. It's antifreeze. It's antifreeze. antifreeze they frogs. create their own antifreeze and it's sort of a mixture of so what happens before winter is their livers get like really, really big. Um, so these these frogs and they uh let me just check this right. Yeah, and they, what they do is they stockpile glycogen um before this freeze. And then what they do is when they're starting to freeze, they just release it as glucose around the body. And glucose is a cryoprotectant. If you imagine if you get sugar and put it in water, that takes a lot longer to freeze than plain water. And the reason is because the sugar crystals get in the way of uh, the water forming the ice crystals. So okay, it okay, becomes like right. a slush instead. So what the hell do they do when they want to defreeze? How do they not just like instantly die? Um, so that is something. So basically the reason is what, what they do is they they send this antifreeze. So it's a mixture of like glucose and also they use urea and stuff like that. So they basically like pee in themselves. Um, and, but they send it to like the important parts of their body. So like the heart and the, to cells so that the cells don't have the water drawn out of them by the freezing process. And so then, but then as they heat up, they can, I think it's like in half an hour. So they, they just can sort again of inflate. Just feel like, they're like, no, because... no, they just, just unfreeze. But if, if you're, so they're weeing into, oh, I suppose they're just reusing the same water. Eric, not that. So yeah, it's all you're stuff they already have. You're redistributing where that antifreeze goes, like starting at the centre and then working out, presumably. Yes. Question. I think, I, I, what I don't the know. Glucose? Do they wee the glucose out or do they just like, mm, glucose? No, 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 no. You know what? I haven't found <laughs> out what happens <laughs> to all of this afterwards. It's, all I know is like, they're um... fine. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. They're alive. This I is expect they do. I expect they do wee it out. I expect that is what happens. It's right? like Austin Powers after he gets thawed out. He just they just has that, that mammoth <laughs> yeah, kiss. Yeah. It's like you know, <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> That was scientifically accurate. I cannot yeah. believe it. Like that's what the Austin Powers film was referring to. Like, I've forgotten yeah. how good Austin that was. The first time I saw that. That's so good. Yeah. Wow. Evacuation complex. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. oh, hang on. I did, do you actually have something? Uh, the frogs also accumulated about three times as much of the cryoprotectant urea in their blood. Oh no, that's just the same. And um, but basically, the, but so what's interesting is there is this species all over America. But it is just seems to be these ones in Alaska where it does get that cold Anyone's... that seem to do it. Oh. So they they tested it on like two different uh, one from Ohio, one from Alaska, and the Ohio ones didn't do it; they just died. <laughs> um, so uh, Wait, yeah, the, the, the same the, species, the, did you say? Same species. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's a specific sorry group, which is the Rana Rana sylvatica. Um, right. So, Alaska. at what point do those two become two different species? Oh no! If so, they no, can't breed no, and have no. viable they're the same offspring. species. No God. Let me just check that. I'm now I'm now doubting whether they were the same species. So, just give me ten. Well, is this is the definition that they yeah. they can have viable offspring? Is that the definition? That's yeah, they're off definition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same species. Same species. What are other definitions then, if not the viable offspring? The problem is that not, there's no there's no definition that works because this is an artificially imposed human category on the complexity yeah. of nature. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Get out of jail Woke science. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, but. Uh, I love it. I don't want to wait until it is. But. but it is, right? So, yeah. 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 Um, so, no, they were the same species, but they just have, uh, they're, they're from Midwest America rather than Alaska. Um, but what I liked oh. was the zoologist who was on the on the team. He said, "This frog is like a walking liver, and that because <laughs> their liver gets so big before they go, they're literally like." Bub, bub, bub. But yeah, and it, about <coughs> half an hour after they defrost, they are just up and away again. And uh, it's pretty trash that the frogs from Ohio just never woke up. <laughs> <They're> just 
they're like, like oh, they're the same i'm sure they'll be yes, fine frozen no <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> everywhere online really calls tragic. them frogsicles as well which oh, i don't know oh, like oh. Cool. No. but um they're they're mad and anyway fun fact about them i worked on a tv show called strangest weather on earth but i worked on it on season three um and we they'd done all the cool weather stuff they'd done all the like you know weird rainbows and all of that but and so we had to find stories and one of the stories we found was there are these frogs that when they get cold they don't die and we managed to pass that off as weather they <laughs> say that. cheers I, I worked on a much later season of the same show and i had to present a bit about iguanas falling out of trees no you didn't not the same show yeah it was the strangest weather on earth wait for what channel for the weather that channel. was for the weather channel yeah They've done another season. I uh, they, they well, I'm pretty sure oh, it was no. that was what it, I can't remember if that was the exact wording. I'm pretty sure that was it. But what? I had to I did a thing about because the, the whole thing with that is because they're cold-blooded. When it gets cold enough, they just they don't oh. die, but they kind of slow down to the point where they fall out of trees. And it was like, oh, oh it's God. raining iguanas. That counts as weather. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, if it's raining iguanas, that is weather. I mean, we were weather. all volcanoes, weather. Um, yep. <laughs> geology weather um, i mean technically according to aristotle anything that takes place below the, the 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 heavens as in the stars is meteorology so you know that yeah. was the that was the division if it took that place was... in the earthly sphere or the celestial sphere is the difference between meteorology and um astronomy it was a difficult show to come up with things for let's let's put it that way i spent a lot of time being like is this weird cloud good enough to be strange it wasn't but it, it was for season three because just to be clear there were 120 <laughs> topics in each season so they'd done 240 weird weather events and we had to find another 120 so yeah frozen frogs weather congratulations i mean the planet's a big place <laughs> and the atmosphere is a wild place on that planet sure you make but... a list with over 200 on you, yeah, yeah <laughs> you i struggle yeah. i'm not saying it's not hard weather boy uh... <laughs> wouldn't you like to know weather boy <laughs> um next fun fact a group of frogs is called an army no yeah. my brothers <laughs> Yeah, you were talking to the wrong people. Um, And now they do sound really weird. Can we play sound? We can't really easily. You can can share. You can share your sound. Oh yeah. Or perhaps can I? I'll just send it to you, Ali. Oh. Can you can you play this sound anymore? But I can do it. Can you play this YouTube video? I just want everyone to hear these sounds. I have no fun facts. I just I just need people to hear what frogs sound like because it's not what I thought frog sounded like, and. Just, just to confirm that there are, going back, there are no new TV ideas. Oh. This is amazing. It's, I mean. It's an 11 minute long video. <laughs> they are everyone, everyone, everyone quiet down, everyone quiet down. <laughs> That's a really cute little one. You can't see this video. I'll put it in the chat. It's on the Discord for people listening or watching on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, there's 11 minutes of this. And most of them sound like squeaky toys. They just sound like dog toys. They're just like, Wee! and they get really angry. And they have these really angry little faces. And they're like, could I, could I just play the first one again? The video is because... just called 11 minutes of screaming frogs compilation. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Presumably that's much. the first thing that came up in your research. But like, so the, in the first one, it's it's sort of screaming and then it makes a different noise when it attacks this person's hand. That's So it's screaming now and then and it's trying to run and now... <laughs> <laughs> that 
that's it. That's it going for the I, I will say in the video, most of the frogs, I think, are in a bit of distress yeah. because they've been filmed by someone being like, oh, look, a frog making a weird noise. But, but there are some that aren't in distress and they are just making these weird, weird sounds. So they don't make the sound I thought they made. I, honestly, this this week has been just a transformation, in my opinion, of frogs. Is, it, is this one of these things where the frogs only go ribbit ribbit in like California because that's where we film frogs for like the film industry or something like that? And in the oh, same way that like we think of eagles maybe. as sounding like a particular species of eagle oh, that is actually in California. I expect it is, yeah. Because I mean, there are there is still like bullfrogs and things. They do still make that like like that yeah. sound that we expect. But the little ones, they really don't. They just go. <laughs> I'm a frog. Um, yeah, if you had to ask me what noise a frog made, in my experience, I used to catch frogs when I was a kid. Like my granny's garden, they had like a pond with frogs, and I never once heard them make a noise. So I would have guessed that they just didn't vocalize at all. I I, I agree. I've definitely like caught a frog in the past, and I wouldn't have said it made any kind of uh, any kind of noise. It didn't go unhand me. <laughs> Let go. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, my last set of facts is about how frogs breed, because honestly, it had to be, it, it had to be. And I thought it was weird and there it gets worse. There are some weird species. So I am just going to, I don't have this memorized, so I'm going to pretty much be reading these off, but they're insane. So almost all frogs fertilize the eggs outside of the female's body. So the male holds the Standard. female around the waist in a mating hug called an amplexus, which sounds like a wrestling oh. move to me. And then he fertilizes the eggs as the female lays them. So she's there laying her eggs, and he's just like cramped onto her. Amplexus can last hours or days. One pair of Andean toads stayed in Amplexus for four months. Well, there's not much else to do. What were they doing? No, that's four months of sex. Were they still pleasurable to them? I didn't find anything on whether it was. Let's find um, out. We'll get them a survey afterwards. Do you see two little frogs? Cheryl like, in smoking? chat is saying it's like a boyfriend backpack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you see them smoking two tiny frog cigarettes afterwards. Oh, oh they're done now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, um, so, and then you have the marsupial frog, which keeps her eggs in a pouch like a kangaroo. And then when they hatch into mm. tadpoles, she opens the pouch with her toes and just kind of mm. spills them into the water. Well, that was weird. Oh no! I've just I've just had a flashback to a uh, nature documentary that I saw when I was very little. Have you heard of? There's like a like there's like a kind of phobia that's kind of not a real phobia. Um, it's the holes in the the holes. Oh, trypophobia. No, trypophobia. Something right. Trip. Oh, is it like thirteen? Wait. Trypanophobia. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Maybe trypanophobia, right? I don't so, have that phobia, but I don't like it when I see. I, stuff I feel like this documentary gave me that phobia. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and it was about, and I bet so, this is one of the ones on. So oh, it is. Yeah, it is one hundred percent. It's yeah. I, I, I have a very strong image of a big, fat, wide, flat toad whose back is just covered in bumps mm-hmm. because the eggs to, are to under stop, the skin. Stop. Yeah. The yeah, that's so the nice. um the Suriname, the Suriname toad, toad or the peepa 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 peepa. I'm not sure how you say that in Latin, but um, yeah, South American. Um, yeah, carries them in her back and then safe, literally under nice and safe. Nothing and then can get there, and then they have to hatch out. And they yes, apparently out they, they come out like over a period of days. Oh, so and and it says holes thrusting their heads and forelegs out first, then struggling free, so being like. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> 
if that was in like a, a Studio Ghibli film or something, I get you could draw that in a really cute way. It's just this enormous frog relative to the children, and you know, it's just like a little nursery on the yeah. back. You could make it cute, but no, it looks like the fucking Uruk high pits underneath Isengard. Like if you actually look at pictures of it. It will yeah. 100%, yeah, yeah, give you a phobia of lots, lots of little holes with things coming out of them. Yeah. <laughs> imagine more. being the, bun- the zoologist <laughs> that sees this for the first time, and you're under your breath, just like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> no. Stop looking at it. Uh... What the fuck? <laughs> how, do I, how do I tell anyone about this? They're never going to believe me. They're going to be like, all right, Dave, yeah, sure. Taking they notes. came out of the back. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I've got two more weird breeding frogs. Oh, no. Um, so Darwin frogs, the male swallows and stores the developing tadpoles in his vocal sac oh. until the frogs come out. So he like holds them in a, in his in his thing that makes him go in his jowls. In his jowls, and then the gastric brooding frog of Australia again swallows the the female swallows the fertilized eggs, and the tadpoles remain in her stomach for up to eight weeks in her stomach finally hopping out of her mouth as little frogs and during when she's like got them in there her stomach stops like secreting gastric juices and stuff so she doesn't digest her own offspring i've Grim. stunned them into silence <laughs> that was uh, so that's they're my fun frog facts i think that is my entire sheet of those frogs. fun <laughs> i thought it was fun it's a species that just remember how weird a sound they make <laughs> oh that was fun yeah yeah it's play the sounds again play the sounds again <laughs> No, I can't. I just, I'll just. Oh. Anyway, I think the frogs are really cool. They've got weird tongues and they oh. make cool sounds. They're, a group of them is an army, and they have Stop. weird sex. And we <laughs> don't kink shame here. So an army of toads do running down the street, and all you can hear is the little like slapping at their feet. Yeah, getting louder and louder. This wet slapping as they go and down then you just the hear road. <laughs> 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 Anyway, Somebody thanks. looks so upset with it. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about the toads. See, I didn't see a video of it, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Or even just the pictures. Well, no, I, thought I, it was... I don't. I won't. I don't want to see. I thought no, it was riveting. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, so... uh, You've been working on these for two weeks since <laughs> said that she was going to do frogs. There's a lot of frog puns out there. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who? And we haven't spoken about what we want to do. From this episode, I was going to um, say of the game. Yeah. Um, we. Uh, I, oh, I'm not sure. Moonbeam have... is obviously I did cast oh, quite yeah. a high level spell. Yeah. Um, what level spell is that? Oh, two, but it's the highest level <laughs> I've got. It's quite high level. I feel like that's the first time we've cast a, two, a second level spell in this campaign S- that I any of us have anyway. Apart from you. S- um, How conscious are slugs? calm emotions? Was a, was a second level spell. Oh, oh yeah! It didn't work. Did not but it work. was. We is it you next week, Charms? Or... Yeah, it is. Our yeah. motions is an interesting one, like how you would, what you yeah, would do. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. true. It didn't work, which the is a shame. Spell. I could do it anyway. Yeah. Do um, it? Or you could do the science of anime. Is oh, the science is... of anime? I don't know, but I think yeah, to do with the design. Why do we find anime cute? Why do we find things cute? Oh, I love that. Oh, I like that. That's really And why do we things, want to crush yeah. cute things? Because that's the thing, isn't it? That like yeah. when you when you see a kitten or a baby, you're like, oh, I just want to crush you. I want to eat yeah. you up. Yeah. I love that. Science of cute things, uh, yeah. including <laughs> cartoons. Shaman, of course, the perfect person to talk about it. Being a member of the RP Geeks, we are all 
adorable. Well, really cute, You're yeah. so adorable. I would also okay. argue that Shamini is the cutest of all of us. Like, she's pretty adorable. I mean, I, I, well, I can't guys, argue that face. I can't argue with it now. Oh, that was cute. That was terrifying. I, feel like, I did a really know. good face. Podcast listeners, I'm um, super cute and I did a super cute face. Don't question it. Because I thought I'd say it because Ali normally says it. And if he said yeah, it again. Ali always says how hot we all are. It's yeah. Really so I think yeah, but I'm going with I'm trying to redistribute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. We all just say how wonderful we all are. 100%. Yeah. I love that idea. Thank you so much. Science of Cute Things coming to you next week. Yes. That's Exciting. Awesome. I'm excited about that. Boom. <sighs> right, I think that's it, folks. That's, that's the end of the podcast. Oh, oh wait, no, we have to plug all our. Oh, <laughs> we should plug stuff. Hang yeah. out with us. Look, folks, um, the RP geeks. We have a lot of of exciting stuff coming up. Oh, so really, exciting! Like we have live events, oh. live Yee. events that you can potentially come to. Um, mostly if you're living in the sort of Great Britain type area, but still, um, we've got things going on and the best way to keep up with them and be the first to know in case you wanted to be the first to know rather than the second to know, which would also be fine, um, is to follow us on social media. Um, uh, we, we, we got a lot of Twitter going on. Our Twitter also posts cool science facts called really does. Follow our Twitter. It, well, it retweets them mostly. Hey, and we post clips from our shows. Yeah, it retweets the cool stuff, collating the best of the science and DD Twitter worlds yeah. for you. Um, follow us. We're at RPGeeksDD on Twitter. We've got a TikTok where we post clips of the show. If you've missed um, any of our previous shows, you just want like, the little bite sized science facts, mm. follow our TikTok at RPGeeksDD. TikTok. TikTok's my favorite one. We've got, we've got an Instagram account. Oh, oh yeah, oh, we totally do, and it's time to get updated all the time. Visual <laughs> <laughs> memes, relevant imagery. <laughs> Look, I stopped posting the videos because they weren't doing well. But when we have relevant pictures, I put them up. Yeah, we just haven't That's had enough. So pictures. cool! Can we just please, like, all of the kind of horrific pictures from the Discord? Can they just no explanation, just go up no on the like? No context yeah. needed. Nothing. No. no. And we do yeah, have I mean, some artwork that will be going up there before too long. That is true. Oh the artwork things that are coming. New artwork. What? You don't. Yeah. You don't. It's so, so much exciting much things coming. coming. There um, may so... be some more of you next week. Basically, what I'm saying. This is this is oh, like God. the intimate gig before the the big tour that happens. Um, uh, Optimist friends. Right. Hopefully, <laughs> clap, con, clap, con, clap, con. clap, clap. So right. please, that is once again at RPGXDND. Have I said it enough? Um, <laughs> So again, at RP Geeks, D&D. I'm doing too much plugging, but no, no, please come hang out with us on social media, um, Discord, YouTube, podcast, Twitch. Like, we we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, um, and it's really nice. We like talking to you, and um, we do uh, discuss some really nerdy topics. It's really great. So thank you so much um, to everyone for watching, listening, interacting today, and we will see you once again next Wednesday, live at seven pm, or posts live um on youtube and podcasts thank you very much see you soon then bye bye